Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? My name is Noah, and I am joined today, as usual, by my lovely wife, Liz. Hi, Liz. Mm, hey. Yes, you are. You're joined by me. I am. How are... Oh, no hiccups on the show. Oops, I have the hiccups. Oh. Hopefully that'll go away. Talk them out. That's one of the methods, right? I, I don't know. I've not <laughs> heard that one, actually. No, I don't think it is. Are we going to have to pause? No, I think, I think we can... Pull through. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so Isn't that funny. Um, we're sitting here, full bellies, after being local heroes and supporting <laughs> local <laughs> restaurants. Uh, uh, yep. We might yep. have to pause. Have a teaspoon of lemon juice. No. Why it works? We can't have you hiccuping through this whole episode. So we're just gonna we're gonna keep recording. <laughs> Because Liz refuses to drink one tablespoon of lemon juice, which is the it's cure. A lot of lemon juice. It's worked. That works like it's worked like ninety-five percent of the times I've ever done it. Like one gulp, boom, gone. It's like pucker face for two seconds, and you don't have the hiccups. But anyway, it's way easier than drinking water upside down or holding your breath. Doesn't really work. I think that kind of works. I don't know. I'm skeptical. Anyway. So what anyway. are we talking about? So we're continuing with our um, with our series on the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. We could not find it on YouTube. We looked. I couldn't find it. I finally found one um, and it was like blocked because it had like music or some kind of content from CBS. So it was like a copyright thing. Um, but again, you can use Hoopla which is the uh, free audiobook. And I, th I think for the COVID thing, they extended it. It used to be 10 free audiobooks. So right now it's 20. And I don't know if they're going to keep that moving forward, but right now that's what it is. And then um, I saw a friend on Facebook uh, posted another similar app that also uses your library card. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'll link to it. It's called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. So um, if you don't just want to learn about uh, the birds in the Ozarks or about... Uh, Carol Baskins and the Tiger King, and you want to learn some more useful things like audiobooks, then Hoopla and Libby are definitely things to check out while you're, what's it called? Great free S resource. Settle at home or something. What's shelter. Shelter in at place home. Or shelter in place. Home. There you go. There you go. While you're, <laughs> uh, while you're not allowed to leave your own house. <clears throat> anyway, so um, so today we're we listened to. to yeah, we, we did are. this morning. We did. That's what we were talking about. We were talking about being heroes. Oh, yeah. Because we ordered breakfast <laughs> from a local restaurant, you jerk. Yes. I well, so, yeah, I noticed probably a week and a half ago that everybody's posting, like, pictures of the local food and sharing it, you know, because they're trying to keep their local food places and business and things like that, which I really think is a great effort and I agree with and everything like that. But then all of a sudden it's like this hero status comes with ordering food from a restaurant and I'm like, we'll be heroes all week. <laughs> <laughs> so we were yeah, heroes again this morning good. because I didn't want to cook breakfast. <laughs> 
it was really great so it was yeah we have this local place it's like five to ten minute drive away from here and they offered uh yes it may not even be five minutes to get there really that's true but it's super fast to drive there from us right and but yeah it's five dollars for like the smoked sausage with potatoes and shredded cheddar cheese and eggs and toast and toast it was amazing yeah and we're heroes now so Mm -hmm. you're welcome fort wayne Um, (laughs) but no so today we're talking about habit number five which is seek first to understand and then to be understood so um the emphasis is very much on the seek first understand part but but it wouldn't have the second part on there if that wasn't a an important part of it too so um Hmm. they they talk about i mean yeah probably what would you say so the thing was uh an hour and 15 minutes long on hoopla the one i I, the version i we listened to um we listened to a little quicker than that but i'd say probably 75 to 80 percent of it was on the seek first understand yeah um they didn't go very in he didn't go very much in detail and just then to be understood but it is also important because he was talking about, he kept saying that being understood is like air for your soul. Um, so do you remember him saying that? Yep, I do. So yeah, it's like as important as it is for humans to have air, it's that important for your soul, for you to be understood as a person. And um, so I think for me personally, like listening to this whole thing again, I feel like, I don't know if I've, I probably already said this about one of the habits before, but I like, this was one that I kind of, I remember and I'm like, okay, yeah, I get this one. Like, it's pretty simple. And you know, maybe it's like a lesser portion or like, you know, so, something I don't need to focus on as much. Like I get, I get the idea of it, but yeah, no, but like after listening to it, like, I think this is one of them not good at <laughs> that i do need to work a lot on and i could tell by your face you agree <laughs> with me as you feel from your own uh, personal autobiographical response you already understand me and didn't know that i need to work on this right <laughs> uh, no or you, you can say something i'm no i'm i'm seeking to understand oh okay first <laughs> but yeah so no i think i think yeah i think i like most people, like a, as I think maybe tendency goes is like it's 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 your I mean, you see the world through your lens. So like when people talk, you're seeing what they're saying through your lens. And, you know, I have a tendency to be what's called a fixer. So like if somebody says a problem to me, like my I feel like my responsibility to respond is, oh, solution. Like when that's not really it, it's like I should be focusing on making sure I understand the problem first and foremost, and then, you know, seek permission basically to give advice and and shit like that. And Mm -hmm. that's a big weakness of mine. But so, yeah, so he goes into, um, first diagnose, then prescribe. And so he does this little demonstration with eyeglasses and he takes eyeglasses from one person and puts them on another and says, how do you like these? And, you know, they're really strong prescriptions. So the person can't see. And then he goes into, well, you know, my, you know, He's pretending like it's his son or daughter or something like that. And it's like, well, your mother and I work so hard. We got you these glasses. You know, we paid so much. We did this and that. Now do you like them? Like, <laughs> nope. Yeah, because because he's trying to convince them to like the glasses out of his own frame of reference from his own perspective, demonstrating why that doesn't work. Like and right. It's not what the person needs. Exactly. It's the wrong glasses. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the wrong prescription because <laughs> he never diagnosed. Yeah. So. And then, and so they go into that, like, 
proper diagnosis, basic. And they, mm-hmm. they do some, well, I say they, it's just like him in the audience. So, um, yeah, there's no, it's like not like multiple presenters or anything like that but so they they have like he does this role play where he's this troubled teen in high school and just like not uh enjoying it not seeing the benefits of it and he just role plays and gets people's natural responses and the responses that they give are very reasonable and like you you think oh like they're you know when you first hear it you're like oh they're those are really reasonable responses those are good responses like maybe that's the kind of thing he's looking for but it's totally not yeah Um, yeah so I mean, I think it's so if we can go back a little bit to how you said when you first listened to it, you felt like you got it. And I think it is one of those like you write it off because this is a simple concept. It's like right in theory, but super hard to execute. Right. It's like, yeah, it it reminds me of there's there's a phrase about. Um, so I, I like to, well, I haven't played poker in a long time, but I got really into it for a little while and I consider myself a pretty decent poker player. But so there's, there's a game called no limit Texas Hold'em, which is like the one that got popularized by the world series of poker, like in the early two thousands and like caught fire. And anyway, it's still very popular, but so there's a phrase that describes that, that makes me think of this habit. And it's, it's the card game that takes a minute to learn and a lifetime to master. Oh yeah. That is good. The rules are really simple, but like Mm -hmm. learning how to play it is where the mastery lies. So yeah, I think it applies to learn and a lifetime to master to master yeah. okay how's that hit you wow. does that sound accurate or does yeah. that yeah so like you get the concept of the habit by the name of the habit <laughs> right seek first to understand then to be understood like it's it's that simple but mm-hmm. it's not that simple right right well and he the other thing you mentioned is that how he he dedicates a large percentage of it to the seek first to understand part right and he says in there we're taught to learn how to communicate ourselves like be um mm-hmm. present ourselves right and but we're not formally taught about how to listen right um, so we're i mean we're pretty much just programmed to talk and and it makes sense that we're going to be talking about what we've lived through or as we relate yeah. to whatever is being talked about you can only talk through your own frame of reference yeah so i mean it's in a way, it's a very natural thing to do that. And that's why I think he's trying to emphasize the listening part and listening with empathy and thinking or um, seeking first to understand someone else's because it's so easy right. to do. If there would not need to be a chapter of learn how to feel what you're feeling and communicate, really. Right. Like, we right. all do that pretty much. Right. So, I mean, we could all spend more time on that and be clearer and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's. There's Not other important. books out there too, or there's other things like we're, sure. there's so many other avenues yeah, yeah. to learn about that. And he also, I, I didn't even start writing this down. He's like, there's, I didn't start writing this down till the very end, but um, he's talking about the different types of listening is starting from like basically ignoring and then working his way up. And then, so yeah, it's like ignoring. And then like, there's one that's like, you're basically ignoring, but you're like mimicking responses, like mm-hmm. pretending like you're listening. And then the next one is something like you're only, you're, you're listening, but you're only offering your perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he said attentive listening, which struck me a little bit because like, so I have like my affirmation that I wrote wrote out with my rules and goals and things like that and um which i haven't been reading very much recently or at all recently for maybe a month (laughs) close to a month but um 
But I have one of my things I have in there is like attentive listening. And so you think he's going to end there? Yeah. Right. That's the goal. Attentive listening. Yeah. Is like where you're putting forth more effort than the speaker and you're like, you know, being responsive and things like that. But then, but then the next, the last one he talks about is empathic listening what you're trying to empathize and then he distinguishes the difference between sympathy and empathy it's you know that it's a very different thing that they're not Mm -hmm. similar even um and you know just thinking about that a little bit and like and it's strange that him talking about the empathy like through this whole episode was making me be more empathic to him talking i don't know were you experiencing that at all no no (laughs) i'm gonna be honest it was really hard like because no visual aid no visual aid so it's this is even, I mean, listening to a person that I'm having a conversation with is one thing, but like audiobooks are really hard for me. And so when we started re-listening slash thing. watching on the screen, like the watching really helped. Watching him mm-hmm. with the groups was yeah. totally different. So be, I didn't have that this time, so that kind of sucked. And this is, of course, the one about listening. This is the, <laughs> so I'm like, well, um, yeah. So anyway, so I I was on the struggle bus uh, for this episode, <laughs> just because I had. Did you know that's a real thing? Sidetrack. What struggle bus? I mean, in my world, <laughs> I no, don't even do remember mean? what it is. But like, I th- I think it's a former form of transportation from like the early or mid eighteen hundreds or something like that. There's a thing called a struggle bus. No, I did not know that. Or it might be a struggle buggy. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry. But yeah. Um, so no, that's cool that you experienced that. I was struggling just to get through it kind of because it's really hard for me to just listen to audiobooks. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so you said you were feeling more empathetic. Yeah, I was. For, or towards him? Towards whoever was speaking. Yeah, I was, I don't know. It was partially that and it was partially like me, like, of course my mind doesn't always 100% focus so I'm, I'm thinking about conversations I'm having with people and things like that putting myself in that situation and like envisioning being more empathetic and things like that and how it's a totally different skill than like empathetic listening is a totally different skill than attentive listening um it does it's gonna take a lot of energy <laughs> it's gonna take a lot of practice for me I think because I yeah. don't uh, you know it's just not a natural tendency I don't think for most people no, I mean, and like you said, being attentive is even great because that can be hard for right. people anyway. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you an attentive listener, you're ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. I would say. I would say so too. You're probably like in the 85th percentile of Americans. <laughs> so if you're talking about being an empathic listener, then you're probably in the 98th percentile or some shit like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and I actually, I think I wrote more notes on this one than any of them I've written notes for. No diagrams or anything, but... Um, <laughs> no visual aid. This yeah, time. <laughs> he uh, oh, yeah, he talked about how if you're an empathic listener, that one of the audience members brought up the fact that um, if you're actually being empathic, which is you're trying to see the world through the eyes of the person talking, that's that's really what he's talking about. Like, see the world through their lens, and I mean, because that's the only way you're really gonna understand what someone's saying, and not only just what they're saying, but what they mean by what they're saying. Like, when people talk, they're trying to convey. A thought or a feeling and the only way you can really understand it truly is by understanding their worldview in a way so and which i don't know do you think that's since we have like a very i'd say rare <laughs> uncommon worldview will that hmm. be harder for us do you think 
So I'm mm. saying I'm also I'm also implying that we have mm-hmm. a similar worldview. I mm-hmm. think we do. You and I. You and I. Yeah. Liz I and Noah. I do think that can be hard in part because we're really passionate about how we see things. Right. And part of that passion and enthusiasm makes us want to share that. Right. Which is also why, I mean, we have a podcast in, about it in a way. Yeah. Part, a part of our worldview anyway. Sure. We keep a lot of our worldview out of this we podcast. Do. Surprisingly. We do actually. Yeah. And so that makes this habit hard for us too. And well, I think for you in particular, because you even know more and have done more like research and learning about things that feed into our worldview, like active yeah. learning, not like just living life right kind of um, podcasts and audiobooks mostly yeah, right so yeah i yeah i do think it's hard hard for us um maybe i set a trap for myself because i feel like i'm smart <laughs> i don't know well like, maybe that's not I the think, right way to say it but i think you can still be smart and still think or i mean still listen empathically oh of course of course Um, i mean stephen covey is way smarter than me there you go i mean yeah like no i on a regular basis probably daily so i think i've talked about prime noah on the show before and basically prime noah is like mostly comprised of attributes of like stephen covey and jim Rohn and napoleon hill and those types of people that i've been learning from through their basically through their book for the last five years and things like that. They have the attributes that mean basically I'm creating (laughs) my non-religious Jesus version of myself using the attributes of the people Mm. I think are the most successful people. And so, you know, you can fill in Jesus attributes here and there if you need to or whatever, but um so sorry i didn't mean to get sidetracked but yes no i mean i was being a little bit tongue-in-cheek when i was just talking about being smart but i think it is hard like when i feel like i'm talking to somebody at uh about something that um i feel like i've put a lot more time and thought into than they have but they're more passionate about their side of things Mm -hmm. it's hard for me yeah um to be empathic Mm -hmm. and that's so that's where my ego gets in the way and that's what i really need to work on like you know yeah well and it made me think of something you brought up in i think the last podcast about acting as if whoever you're interacting with knows something that you don't know right right but that's that's different than what you're talking about like you're talking about a specific topic right so but it can overlap yeah yeah there's a heavy overlap. overlap And I don't know, it, 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 it makes me think about how my mom would always say like unsolicited advice is never welcome or goes on deaf ears or I can't remember the exact yeah. phrasing of it too. But I think that, that, I think that that plays in right. a little bit too. And even back to like the old, like old school manners and stuff, like as far as mm-hmm. you can't. You, you know, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Right. Like all those kind of old things. I think there's right. a lot of truth in those and like how to interact with people. And Dale, Dale Carnegie never, never say anything bad about anyone ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And those, that's a shame too that I see that those kinds of things kind of being tossed by the wayside um, by like the new American social think. I don't know what to call it exactly, but like. I don't know. Sorry, I hope I didn't interrupt your stream of thought. There. No, no, um, not really. I, I, I do have another thought, though, even. Shoot. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard because it's, I don't know if it's a, like, 
two sides of the same coin thing um but you brought up how our generation or or like the the younger generation that's coming up we're all about oversharing things because of social media right and but it kind of goes back to that they want to be understood and we want to be understood and so people think that that is um like a tool for them to do that too yeah so well okay so we're gonna veer a little bit here but i'm gonna ask you a question though okay so people are sharing more and more on social media and things like that but do you think because from my perspective people share are sharing shot Ten, the tendency is, and this is not down to the person, but is to share shallower and shallower things all the way down to what you're eating for dinner. So even though you're sharing more content, I feel like maybe people don't know each other any more than they did five or ten years ago and maybe even less. Interesting. Because, you know, you're sharing more and more photos and you're posting more and more, but it's getting like more and more frivolous about what you're posting about. Yeah, it's not substance. Right. Empty calories. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you have a feeling on that? Well, or do you agree with that? Um, I can see that. But also, could it be because that is what people care about? That we care about things that aren't of substance. That could be, too. That could be, too. So, yeah, perhaps, like... Not to judge. I'm not judging. Like, yeah, if you... Maybe... Share, I mean, because I share maybe, pictures of what I have for dinner. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no judgment. So, maybe but. what what builds meaning in people's lives is changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So no, maybe that's where, a really interesting where thought. you're eating for dinner is more important than like, I don't know, what's something that <laughs> would have been shared in the past. It's a little, I would, that we would maybe consider a little deeper. I don't know. Like you're, you're, you began writing poetry or something. Yeah. Like a new poem you wrote might be less likely to be shared than like your dog in a new sweater. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, and I guess I would think, yeah, more what's like more superficial things seem to be shared mm-hmm. more and more and less like. But deep. some of some of the things lend themselves to that, like the content that is shared right. lends itself better to right. that and format then, and that and platform. Then, and then things Facebook are, algorithms and things like that are also going to post like videos and pictures above mm-hmm. like words. Right. So like. So, I mean, to a certain extent, it. Yeah, it's almost not made for that necessarily maybe that's a shame maybe there's maybe there's gonna be a way that like some technology or other platform that'll correct that or make up for that in the future but well and it's quick like we're talking about different things too like things that are of substance and need thought out that's why those are that's what hoopla is for which has the audiobooks and right and it takes time and investing time whereas the other part about our generation is quick nice and quick yeah right so quick picture of a Nice meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bing, bang, boom. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.